Good afternoon. It's Friday, February 7th, and we have with us today one of the Executive Girlfriends Group board members, and she was one of the founding members of the Executive Girlfriends Group. And our show today is focused on how you can reinvent yourself throughout your career. And uh, Annette Hogan, who is our guest today, has a, a very interesting past. And I was saying after we named the episode, we should have called it from cruise to rocket ship and back because Annette has worked uh, in the travel industry for many, many years in a lot of different roles and is currently back in a cruise-related venture. Annette, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Chickie and team. <laughs> well, great. It is terrific to have you. Uh, we interviewed you once before when you were working for Kennedy Space Center as the head of marketing. And, uh, of course, you and I have known each other for years. Why don't you give folks a, a little thumbnail of where you've been and, and where you are now? Sure. Thank you, Chicky. Uh, you know, it's like a lot of us that have been in the travel business. We've all touched a few things. And uh, I come from a travel family, so uh, when I, you know, when I graduated from college, my mom said, oh, my gosh, you know, now you're going to have to pay for your airline trips. And I said, what? So I quickly uh, said, well, I'm, I guess I'll get into the travel business. And I've loved it ever since. Um, loved it when, my, when I was, you know, a little girl and traveling with my parents and my family. So that's really the driver. And if you really look at it, I think the deep-rooted love for us in travel is that we get to connect with so many people and diversity becomes sameness. Uh, everything is different, but everything is the same. So it really does lead to a lot of global understanding, if you will. If more people traveled, maybe we wouldn't have war. Um, you know, I've been in the airline side, I've been on the technology side, on the distribution, both the marketing and the technology side, working for GDSs like Sabre and, and uh, Amadeus. Um, I went, lived in Europe for many years and did some exciting things over there and wound up coming back to the United States for personal reasons and uh, worked for Royal Caribbean on the cruise side, fell in love with the whole industry. And from there did a few uh, other things on tour operations, which was a lot of fun uh, uh, with uh, Phil Bakes far and wide and that whole endeavor. Right, and, and that's where we met. So uh, that, that really was Chicky. the beginning. Yeah, those were the, five, the days of $5 million and $10 million websites, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Those were fun. And and then, well, literally from there, uh, we, we did not survive 9-11, so I, by default, opened my own uh, consulting business and did a lot of work, you know, for you and with you, Chicky, during those years. And then eventually um, connected with uh, uh, Delaware North, which is a, a leading hospitality company for parks and resorts, and thoroughly enjoyed that. And then from there... Uh, you know, went into back into cruise and to Kennedy and and whatnot. So I, it's given me sort of a 360 view of all aspects of travel, but to a degree that I've stuck with each of these areas for a good you know two, three, and four years to understand them with a lot of depth. So I've enjoyed all of this, and I think that the key to constantly reinventing yourself is is very simple it's it's how life rolls 
And even though if you might stay in a particular segment that you love, whether it be cruise, whether it be distribution in general, whether it be airlines, it's about evolution. <laughs> you know, something um, uh, hit me the other day when I was watching something about the Beatles. And now that we're enjoying their 50 years, uh, uh, you know, of, of existence and their inauguration, if you will, on the Ed Sullivan Show here in the United States, somebody made a comment on their description of the Beatles, and they said, you know, usually bands will come in and fade out because they don't evolve. The difference with the Beatles, even with their breakup, is that they constantly evolved their music. They transformed themselves completely to in leading eras of, of, of where music was going. And I think that's true of all of us that have a passion for anything in a particular category, in this case travel, is, well, how many of the aspects of travel can you really enjoy and make an impact with? And so it's, 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 it's basically your interest in evolving your interest in uh, making sure that you want to contribute to a specific area. So it's really no secret sauce. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that you bring up the Beatles connection because the one thing that they brought to the table from the very beginning was uh, a very, very solid level of musical skill and a passion uh, for for music and whether it was uh, writing the lyrics or, or playing the notes and, and the various instruments that they played, what would you say have been your notes and instruments and, and the common things that you have brought to each of the roles that you've played? I think by far uh, one, of, one of my particular passions is just knowing why something works as well, why something would not work. Very early on, um, as, a, as a marketer, some marketers think this way. Now, more than ever, most of them think this way. But it's taken some time for, I think, marketers to really want to be very accountable for everything that they initiate or their teams or the whole, the whole, things, the whole thing about putting campaigns out there and uh, bringing the return, whether it be ticket sales or transactions uh, you know, over a web, wh whatever it might be. So I think basically the understanding of metrics and analysis and really using data, using uh, you know the inherent qualities of your team of knowing the business. So it's kind of like man and machine, and mm -hmm. making the best decisions moving forward, and and using that instrument and that appetite to 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 really see what's happening and what is not happening. So I, I definitely think that curiosity. Uh, and implementing things that will satisfy that appetite for curiosity. And I also think a passion for leadership, making decisions. You're going to be wrong. You're going to be right. Uh, again, going back in retrospect, well, what did go wrong? Well, what did go right? But that passion to always want to be at the forefront. And the skill is understanding and putting the right mechanisms in place to understand what is right or wrong and, and why is it going that way. And then the passion part, I think, is just wanting to drive it to the T, whatever you're doing. Right. Well, I, I remember in our last interview uh, during the time that you were at Kennedy Space Center, you uh, came into that job and had 
an established team, and I, I don't recall how much hiring you did, but you, you inherited uh, a lot of people and, and uh, a lot of what I will call raw talent, uh, I, I think, and a lot of youthful talent. And one of the first things that we did uh, in that engagement where I was working with you there is we, we did a brainstorming. I'll never forget it because we held it in, in that apartment that you were renting, which overlooked the water. It was it was just lovely. And, and it was a, just a really inspiring place. But it was so much fun to watch how comfortable they were sharing their thoughts. And, it, and at no point in time did it ever feel like any of them were trying to impress you. And I realized later that that uh, really speaks to your leadership quality, that uh, they felt comfortable just being who they were and and bringing whatever uh, they had to the table. And if you'll remember that particular session, we had a mixture of of marketing and operations and and lots of different people in the room. And they all contributed. And, And you were so adept um, in your leadership of that team, you know, that you allowed people to step into jobs that they maybe didn't think that they were qualified for. But, uh, you know, you really pushed them, and that's something I've always admired uh, about your leadership. Well, thanks for the compliment. I guess you can tell you're my friend. But <laughs> um, I, I do think that, you know, I, at the core, I believe that everybody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to live life to the max. I want to do well. I don't think people wake up, or if they do, it's a very small percentage on planet Earth, and uh, say, oh, my gosh, I'm really going to mess up today. This is my, my, my reason for waking up this morning. So if you give people the opportunity to comment, to express why they believe something should be done, especially if they've been in an organization for a while, maybe somebody didn't listen to them, I think that unleashes, unfolds an enormous talent. And if you do that collectively and you and, 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 and people filter out their own bad decision making if you let them. So if you watch a team long enough and you give them enough rope to hang themselves, which is the kind of leadership that I enjoy, let me solve these things for you, let me include you all the way through, but you know, let us do what we need to do and what we believe we know we can do and be accountable all the way through, naturally. But I think uh, that, that was the first time that I had, um, if I may say this, uh, such a young team. Right. And, oh, my gosh, they, we, we knocked it out of the park. Um, it was because of that team and their decisions of how we moved forward. Now, naturally... Within that group, I think the word raw is very good. There were no measurements, you know, put in place as to why we might be doing well or not doing well. Um, but that team was able to come together within a year, really, and we actually outperformed the Central Florida marketplace by about 10%. In those years, the Central Florida area was going through quite a deficit in terms of tourism and what was being pulled through. and who pulls the tourism to to Orlando? Well, Disney. So, you know, Kennedy was just a feed off of that, and you had to recognize that. But it was that team and their ideas and working with our, you know, marketing firm that uh, everything actually came into place. And also a very important thing, which many companies don't understand this, especially smaller companies, give your teams all the tools that they need. 
whatever the hardware, whatever the software, whatever the systems, whatever subscriptions that you need to do, you need to, of course, be reasonable in life, but reasonable people make reasonable decisions, but give them the tools, give them the ability to understand why a decision may have you know, strength or why a decision can, you just can blow a bunch of holes through it. Um, and that was a very big learning experience for myself. I had never worked at a theme park. Um, and it was a, 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 a learning experience from regards to, you know, being with such a youthful team, and the magic really just happened, and the results proved it. Right, right. And so when you left Kennedy Space Center, you went on for a, a stint at Cruise Planners, correct? Yes, yes. So talk to us about the shift back to Cruise. It had been uh, more than a decade since you had worked for Royal Caribbean, and this time you were with someone who was doing, uh, you know, retail and affiliate relationships and, and focusing primarily on online and call center bookings. Um, so what changed in the cruise industry in that time, and, and did it take you uh, time to kind of, you know, spool yourself back up to get current? You know, um, a lot has changed and nothing's changed. Within the cruise industry, you right. still have a very complex product that needs um, you know, a travel agency channel. Uh, you still have uh, a lot of people that haven't cruised. So a lot of the dynamics, and now what's happening with the cruise lines is that they're naturally going to you know, further out places. So that you know, clearly the U.S. market is the top cruise market. So taking that product, for example, to you know, Asia, uh, I'm sure, has its challenges uh, back at each of the cruise line executives that, that they worry about every day, but it's, it's, it's absolutely a, 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 a world of opportunity. So there's new regions that are going to be opened up, whether it's North Americans going on those products or whether they're sourcing within Asia to go within an Asian product. But I think what hit me as I started to look for, okay, where do I think I can make the next bang, you know, here, you know, for myself, and feel excited, um, the cruise industry just kind of resurfaced itself for me. And I realized that finally there was a very good healthy tension between direct business and indirect business. Um, people find that disruptive. People find that that may not serve a, a particular you know, channel, whether it be the distribution channel. But at the end of the day, it's very healthy because it causes evolution. When you're sitting back and everything's going great and you're just counting the bags of money, those are very good places to be in. But it's, an, it's when you have opportunity knock on the door or problems knock on the door that you kind of scratch your head and say, wow, how can I actually make an impact here? The airline industry is a clear example of why the airlines have evolved and to the degree they have. Um, the cruise industry, I believe, is at the brink of that growth with an opportunity for growth because people have not been on the product and you can market to them in a very scientific approach way. Um, and that was just very appealing. And I think understanding on how to be a good partner to the cruise lines is very key. So you don't want to be in competition with them. If they want to sell certain amount of product, a, a style of product, a type of product, don't compete with it. 
That's right. the space that they want to move into. Be a good distributor. Go above and beyond that. And Cruise Planners is an excellent distributor that I believe brings a lot of value to uh, uh, to the cruise lines. They sell product and focus on product that the cruise lines will find beneficial versus, oh, my gosh, you're competing with me. And right, that's right. the good recipe there. And so about, an, uh, what, a year and a half ago, you were approached uh, by some folks who had their hands in the cruise industry but really weren't doing anything uh, online uh, as it related to the consumer. And you had the opportunity to come in and really quite literally build this current business from the ground up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your parent company and how that all evolved? Sure. Um, oh my gosh, I get literally I get goosebumps. Um, it, 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 it was one of those things that when somebody sits down and starts describing something to you, and you go, "Oh my gosh, this is like the greatest thing since sliced bread." And from the first conversation that I had with this group, um, it was like, "Wow, is that really what you're doing?" Um, let me let me go to a fifty thousand foot level here. Um, the parent company is LVMH, Moet Hennessy Louis Vuitton, which has its own cachet and lure. Clearly, it is the number one luxury you know retail you know company in in, in the world today, um, luxury retail, and they have interests in South Florida. Two companies that do a lot. One is a media company on board media, and one is a duty-free uh, sales company on board the uh, ships. And they both of those companies do very, very well. As a diversity uh, strategy, because of their roots within the cruise industry and knowing the cruise industry so intimately, they and because one of the companies is a media company, one of the hardest things to get in any kind of build, especially in travel, are assets, imagery articles, video, all of these things. And onboard media has that inherently. They live and breathe this every day. So as a diverse strategy to build onboard.com, kind of became a natural. Sure, you needed technology to build the website. Sure, you needed to make sure you had the right marketing expertise in terms of spend and what you were doing there. But the hardest thing that everybody found hard, the hardest thing that everybody found to execute any kind of a site like this has always been content. And I say this relatively, that was the easy part. <laughs> no, but that was the easy part. Uh, and LVMH, uh, uh, you know, said, okay, let's do this business plan. I shortly thereafter, I was, you know, contacted and uh, dove into it, and we have executed onboard.com. It's soft launch in April. It is a destination, and I know everybody likes to say this about their sites, but this is truly, uh, please do go to the site. Uh, You'll find it, I think, very refreshing. We have been true to what we believe is a customer journey. Our customer journey is that we believe that people wake up in the morning and say, oh, my gosh, Let's go and see mountains. Let's go and see snow. Let's go and see the Caribbean. Let's go see ocean. Whatever it is that you're describing of your desire, it's always about a destination. I always say people don't wake up in the morning and say, honey, let's go and take a $799 trip. Hurry, let's go ahead and do that. So we started off with the way people wake up in the morning, and we take you through the site. It's just launched. It's in its baby 
steps, if you will. Many more things are coming. Actually, today we're launching a few things, literally. Um, so many more enhancements will come throughout 2014. But the point is, is that this particular site, when you are perusing through it, you see beautiful content about the destinations. And then it takes you like, okay, well, these are the places that I would like to go. How would I like to get there? And naturally, we focus on the cruising aspect. Um, we want to complete the customer journey. Once we get folks all excited and they've gone to all of their multiple websites and call centers that they've called or other agencies, we hope they will come back to us. And if they have questions, we believe inherently in the travel agency channel, we believe in that good, old-fashioned phone call that says, oh, is this where you want to go? Yeah, these are the things that you want to do. And we have a wonderful relationship uh, with uh, ICE, International Cruise and Excursions, uh, based out of Phoenix, and they are our call center partner. They are our travel agency partner. And the folks that we have answering the phone for us uh, for any question at all uh, that is related to the consumer and wanting information on whether it's the destinations or the cruises, they have that expertise. And I'll tell you, this is one happy call center. You have agents there that have been for, <laughs> in some cases, decades. And when you walk that floor, you see how happy they are. And if I, all of us, you know, have experiences with call centers, they can be good and they can be bad. This is an excellent operation, and the way that they uh, inspire their agents to sell and maintain their agents is, is really formidable. So it's really a destination site that, oh yes, the interest is in cruising, and oh yes, uh, you can you know call somebody and have a more intimate dialogue. And if you call that call center, this is part of our customer service, it's more like your concierge, where you call them, and if Susie answers the phone, well, you, Susie can call you back, or you can call Susie later. So it's that it's a very different approach, if you will. So it's just what it attracted me to onboard is that it truly is a game changer. Um, it is more true to the way you think and, and plan your travel. Uh, we are exquisite in content. I hope you will agree once you've seen the site, and that will forever be evolving. Uh, and we just like to complete the whole journey, if you will, by giving opportunity to go ahead and confirm something if they want to. Well, we talked a little bit about the skills that you brought to each of the various companies that you have worked for uh, along your journey, and, and uh, sometimes I call my my uh, career an, an odyssey uh, because <laughs> it, it's a little bit uh, uh, like something you would read about in a book. But what have you brought, uh, again, if you look at all of the sum total of what you've learned, both on the consulting front uh, and you've been on the supplier side, you've been on the agent side, uh, you've really seen things from so many different perspectives. How has that served you at OnBoard? And, and um, yeah, let me just leave it at that. You know, they all come together. Um, this particular, you know, endeavor for me um, is very fulfilling because I get to tap into just about everything that I've picked up in, um, I don't know, 30, 35 years, I guess, where you understand distribution, you understand the yield, 
you understand the strategy that is the dynamics between distribution and supplier, um, the value you must add to be considered, you know, not only about volume in terms of, you know, production, but also in, in, in what kind of product and volume you're, you're talking about. Um, so I think that everything within the travel industry goes into play when you play more of that distrib- distributor travel agency content role. And, you know, and, and, uh, and also to boot, you know, I, I always say it far and wide, excuse me, at uh, Onboard, especially in the very beginning, and, and it does remind me a lot of far and wide. Um, mm-hmm. You've got to have a stomach for this. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, and wh- hey, wait, where was that $5 million budget? <laughs> right, right. Every day in any company, challenges will present themselves. In a startup, uh, not too long ago, we had uh, an interesting uh, uh, incident happen, and somebody who has been very knowledgeable in the startup world, and he works for a larger company today, and he says, you know, Annette, unless you go through at least a few near-life experience, near-death experiences in startups, you, you, you just really haven't been in a startup. So you have, you, you have to enjoy that. You have to say, oh, my gosh, this terrible thing happened. Uh, there was no way we could have avoided it, or if we had known, we would have, but we didn't. How are we going to fix it? So right. nimbleness, thinking quick, having the support of your, of your, of your leadership, uh, having the support of your team, all of that, and that's all done with talking a lot of closeness and going back to the Kennedy example, listening. Well, right. what would you do here and why? Would you do that? Um, and then, you know, you can't get carried away. You have to contain things, and you can't have every idea in the book, you know, be executed. Um, but that's the part of leadership, like just honing everybody in and saying, wait, 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 wait. We're, you know, we're going too far to the left here. Let's stay on center. <laughs> right. um, so I think tenacity and, and uh, wanting something to work. Well, you guys have done an extraordinary job, and, and having been on that particular journey with you and, and knowing some of the obstacles that you have overcome, uh, you really have delivered an amazing site. And, uh, you know, I'm just so, so happy uh, to actually see it, you know, after watching, uh, uh, again, the evolution from concept, uh, you know, through uh, a few missteps here and there, and, and you know, having some of the right people on board uh, who who ended up leaving for different reasons and some of the wrong people on board and and uh, but still being able to make it through and and you did this with a very very lean team so you know yeah. I th- I think you know when people hear that you you work for LMVH ultimately you know because of them being the parent um, you really were operating very much like a startup within that big company. And you know it's interesting because um, onboard media has a very you know it, you get the best of both worlds at, you know in this in this uh, endeavor with onboard.com. Onboard media is a very entrepreneurial company, but they've been in business for over two decades, and so that entrepreneurialism, but yet you have you know you have the backing of a strong parent. Don't get me wrong; it doesn't give you any you know. Back aces in your back pocket or anything like that. You you have to prove yourself even right. more so. 
So the scrutiny is there. But at the same time, what I do enjoy very much of LVMH, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Amadeus, it's it's a long-term strategic thinker. And, you know, you present the obstacles and you present, you know, why you think that happened and how you're going to get out of it. And, 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 and you know, having a, again, supporting leadership uh, is very, very important. So I think we have uh, grown a lot in the last year and a half, but it's, it's, been, a, it's, it's been great. And um, the, the team is, is just... I can't speak more highly about them. It's right. uh, we're, 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 you know, I mean, what are we like? Eight people building right. all of this. It's uh, it's quite impressive if you really look at it that oh, way. Oh, absolutely. And you know, but again, you've you've had uh, the benefit of having the support of the leadership of the onboard media uh, executives. And, you know, they're very, very bright, and, and I, you know, just have such fresh, amazing perspective. That was really fun to observe as an outsider. I know, you know, it, it uh, again, you benefited from the two, uh, two decades that they had invested in the business. And, you know, that business was uh, based so much on, on all of this beautiful imagery for magazines and, and uh in, in your office, and one of the things I always loved of coming in and getting coffee is they had these big, uh, uh, what do you call them, yeah. uh, the posters of the magazine covers, uh, and they did the magazines for various cruise lines, and uh, the photos were just always gorgeous. And so when you talk about you know content actually being the easy part, it's because that's really what they had done for, for many years. Um, Annette, as we close, um, I, I really want to kind of get back to the whole notion of, of reinventing because you you have um, managed your career really at all times touching the travel industry but have held many, many different kinds of jobs. So how would you encourage someone who maybe is at a place where they're trying to figure out you know, do I want to go consult? Do I want to stay in a big corporation? Or do I want to stay with the small company that I'm with that never seems to have enough resources? Um, and and how would you uh, instruct them to get to that place where they're able to take what they have done and parlay it into their next success? You know, I believe that there's a common thread to everything um, in the travel industry, and and I say this to a, a sophisticated audience in the travel industry, whether it's air, or whether it's cruise, or whether it's you know exotic tours to Africa. Um, the common thread is you've got to get the product, you've got to market the product, the product's got to be delivered well. You've got to distribute the product beyond your own distribution channel, and you've and, and, and you've got to have people come back. So if you look at life that simply, um, you 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 really you know understand the nuances of each segment, whether it's hotel or whether it's tours uh, or cruise. So I mean that if you go back to the core things of what you know how to do, even though I've had diverse positions, they really all have been around that marketing, revenue management, distribution type stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's been my constant. What has changed has been my hat. 
what has changed has been my ability to do bigger and better things because processes and procedures get, you know, uh, uh, optimized, uh, technology gets better, you know, you get better, you know, all of these wonderful things. So I think going back to the talent that you really bring to the table and knowing that you can apply it in a lot of different segments. Um, you know, I, I think also a big thing is to make sure that you don't limit yourself. You may be saying, well, I want to go into tours or I want to go into hotel. There's nothing wrong with going after both if you know what it are, if you know what the core qualities that you're going to bring and the progress and, 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 and efficiency and all of those wonderful verbs that we use to that position to propel it, for, to that company to propel it forward through your position. Um, so to me, whether it's air or whether it's exotic tours, uh, it's kind of all the same in terms of what you've got to do. You just have to bring the right talent and know what that talent is to do it. Right. Well, Annette, it's been so much fun uh, being on your journey with you. And uh, ever since, and even though we, we should have known each other before far and wide because our, our paths crossed, I believe, at Sabre as well, um, you know, it, it has just been so much fun to watch you. And, you know, I've been consultant. I've, you know, uh, hired you. And, and, you know, we've done many, many things together. And I just really, really appreciate that. Uh, plus being on your life journey with you uh, as, as friend and colleague as well. So thank you so much for your time today. And uh, right now we are going to conclude the recorded portion and we're going to chat with our Executive Girlfriends group members who are live on the phone. And so I'm going to terminate the uh, recorded portion. And if you'd like any more information about the Executive Girlfriends group, you can go to www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com or look for our Executive Girlfriends group page on Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us today.